You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. We are back. We are back with episode 44. Can you believe it? Honestly, <laughs> I was trying so hard to hold this yarn off. I was really trying to cut, I was really trying to cut it short. Yeah, it's wild. We're back. We are back. Mm-hmm. And we're excited to always, you know, have our little therapy session with the world. Mm-hmm. And we have so much exciting news to share with you guys and so many things to talk about. And we're going to jump right in with yeah. the news. So we want to start off by saying rest in peace and to the families that were affected by the synagogue shooting in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania over the weekend, as well as the people who were affected by Uh, the pipe bomb. Yeah, the um, pipe bomb scare um, with the guy who was sending it to government officials and also to the two black um, uh, people, the man and the woman who were mercilessly shot in the Kroger grocery store yeah we're in very scary times like it is very scary right now hug your family members be careful when you're walking outside it's it's very unfortunate that we have a celebrity in chief over supervising the united states saying things as if the synagogue should have had security mm-hmm. like name a church that you know that has security but if anything that's a place where you should be able to go and not have to worry about right you know someone rolling up on you but as we've seen with dylan roof and countless other situations that have occurred that right. you know this right. gun shit is real and somebody needs to do something about it it's very upsetting and it's sad because, like, I think when the grocery store one happened, uh, when he walked in, there was a security guard with a cop. And he was like, right. he said to him, oh, don't shoot me. I'm not going to kill anyone who's white. That's so, so crazy. So that's premeditation. Mm-hmm. And before he had gotten to the grocery store, he actually went to a church. Mm-mm-mm. So times are very scary. And then he was he was a white man. Um, the person... Because the person who did the synagogue shooting was also a white man. A white Christian Republican. Right. <laughs> like, that's that's the face of terrorist attacks, right. if you ask me. Not somebody's Muslim right. auntie. Right. So, so America wants to put out this image that terrorists are Muslims or people who wear hijabs or uh, black people. But in reality... The main terrorist who raping does, and killing and stealing, shooting the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary. Yeah. The all these shootings, the common denominator is white, white men. men. <laughs> so Christian ones at that, which that really blows me. Right, you know, right how they like try to justify what um, Middle Eastern people do and say, and how they try to make it all about their religion, but they always try to justify right. what they their do actions with christianity which is that's not what christianity is about absolutely but on a lighter note because that is depressing ethiopia got their first female president yes ethiopia so amazing i truly wish her nothing but success and i know it's going to be an uphill battle because it always is when women are in charge of something because it intimidates men but to all the people who saw her fit um to be put in a in a place uh, such as the presidency kudos to you no, we support this a hundred thousand percent. I think, I think this is amazing because yeah. this is their first woman president. You have to think how advanced They're we the are. Head of the United States in that regard. Yeah, their first prime minister. Like the United States, we couldn't even get Hillary. Yeah, in there. Not that I don't want to say my political views, but like 
Not that Hillary was all the way fit to be president, you know, considering Bill Clinton. <laughs> Scandal and, you know, putting away all black people. And he was really one of the people who pushed for everyone to go to jail. Like, he put all the funding into private yeah. private prisons. And, well, Ronald Reagan declared the war on drugs, but he Bill perpetuated Clinton it. perpetuated it and yeah. he pushed it forward. Like, he really became close with the RBA and did all those things. So I think a lot of people, including myself, are a little bit salty because our brothers and sisters are in jail because of Bill Clinton. So I kind of was like always iffy about Hillary. Mm -hmm. But that's just on another tangent. But yeah, <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, yes, there has been a flood in my country, Trinidad and Tobago. Um, it's like really intense because yeah. it's not a country of a lot of means, you know. Like people have like yeah advanced infrastructure and people have very little so it's all wiped away mm -hmm. and it's still underwater mm -hmm. and i really don't have like a a connect right now to send items there but i am going there soon in a couple of months so i will be like collecting little things and i'm finding out like what they actually need and it's mm -hmm. like really simple things like toothbrushes i was gonna and, say like, probably in the in the realm of toiletries so maybe yeah. we'll do like a so, similar to what we did for your mm -hmm. goddess regardless get the money and then we buy the stuff, stuff to send yeah. down there because i could only imagine like feminine products yep. and, and like diapers for babies deodorant and lotion like you said toothbrush toothpaste all yeah that. so like we're still in the works of thinking what we can do to help but we're definitely doing something so you know always feel free to slide in our dms with an idea or any way if you would like to donate or anything like that mm -hmm. And yeah, we have really exciting news. Uh, we are starting our group chat. Yes. This is going to be really, yes, really, yes, yes. really cool. We think that we feel like um, our reach to our, our family, mm -hmm. our online family, intimate. can be a little more intimate. Yeah. Absolutely. We want to talk to y'all directly. And even Absolutely. though social media is a great way of doing that, um it's still social media and it's not really right. a one-on-one -on -one conversation unless you kind of like force it in that way right um so we do have some some people i don't want to call them fans because that's a little weird to me <laughs> i don't right. want anybody to be like i'm your fan but people who are very connected to the brand and connected to what we do and what we say and we talk to you kind of like one-off sometimes on twitter every now and then or in our dms but we want to open up that means of communication and just talk to y'all yeah and it's it's gonna be like a we're building something here like it's it's gonna go way bigger than what we are and we hope that it can be like a a sisterhood yeah so um if you don't you have group me download it now download group me and once you listen to this episode like right now you can go hit the link in our bio uh-oh <laughs> and you can join the chat uh-oh join the group chat just join the group chat it's mm -hmm. gonna be it's gonna be dope and we're really yeah. excited because it's a new thing and we want to shout out um, the co-host from Grassroots who actually gave me the idea. I'm sorry, I don't want to say his name wrong, but I think his name is Brandon. But I met him at an event and he was really helping us, well, helping me with trying to, you know. Innovative ideas. Innovative ideas to get yeah. closer to our network and, you know, really build upon that. Because some of us, we see each other on the train or like in the city and we you we wouldn't really know who they are. Or yeah. You may not recognize us because you don't see us on the podcast. You know, you just hear our voices. So it would be good to connect and building that network and having that foundation for the podcast is really important to us. And also, 
Jordan and I post like random things all the time and our friends like ignore us. So having more people who like <laughs> have the same like interests as we do or would be great. Wanna hear from about goddess culture stuff? Because like granted, our friends are like always supportive and stuff like that, but it's different when like you choose to be a part of something as right. opposed to like us being like, Y'all gonna listen. Right. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Um Yeah, his name is Brandon from Grassroots. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I had that right. But yeah, moving on to our unbossed affirmation. Oh, our affirmation. Ain't that first? Y'all, it's been too long. Yeah, it's been too long. <laughs> I actually skipped that line, so go ahead. <laughs> our affirmation this week is, I don't require immediate change as a ruler of success. So that's actually one of my Jordy Says quotes. I don't really know what that is yet, y'all. I'm just playing around with some ideas. But um, why I came up with that quote is because it's so easy to be like, man, I'm not seeing results now. This shit ain't working, you know? And um, just because things aren't popping off or happening in your timing doesn't mean that the groundwork isn't being laid. It doesn't mean that people aren't hearing you or people aren't seeing you or people aren't sharing your greatness with their friends and their family. Um, Don't put the pen down. Don't, you know, stop rapping. That's not a good one because if you, if you, <laughs> if you can't rap, point to where you, you gotta you gotta step away from the mic. Listen, but you know, don't stop your dream or something that you love because you're not seeing the results you want to see right, right. away. Right. You know, not feel, I feel like we tell y'all this all the time. When we first started; it was 20 people listening to our shows, right. our episodes. You know, and now that number has exponentially grown. Absolutely. But we also feel like, well, I feel like, you know, I always think like we could do better. We can do better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I never want that to be like a negative. We could do better. Like, I just want to continue to be like positive. Yeah. We could do better to grow more. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, we're not doing good enough. We need to just stop and throw it in the garbage. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. But unbossed. Yeah, our unbossed this week. So they're actually kind of a well-known Instagram boutique. Uh, it's called Babes and Felines. It's ran by Sierra Rogers. And um, I was actually put on by one of my really good friends in uh, college because you always, you know, you you young, you don't really got all the money in the world. You got to find cute clothes to go out or whatever um, that are inexpensive so they um actually make clothes for all body types but something i love is that sierra rogers is like a curvy girl um she got a big butt that's really what it is (laughs) And, and when i see clothes on girls with big butts i'm automatically like okay cool I could buy, I could shop there. Um, But they're also for girls who don't have big butts. It's for girls who are skinny and girls who are tall and girls who are short and all that in between. Um, And like I said, it's affordable. Her prices, I'm not going to lie, have climbed a little bit in the last few years. But, you know, when your brand gets bigger and you add more things and your quality gets better, you kind of have to up your prices. But she always has sales. And actually, for those of you who are coming to Puerto Rico with us, you'll see some of the stuff that I bought from her. Because I, I did get a bathing suit uh, most recent. That was my most recent purchase from Babes and Felines. Super cute. Um, their Instagram is literally Babes and Felines. You can find them there. And when you check out, just say, you know, Goddess Culture. I heard about y'all on Goddess Culture. Yeah. Absolutely. And she's a black woman. So I also wanted to shout her out because she's a black woman doing her thing. I think that's dope. I'm definitely going to check it out. All right. All right. So the goddess chat today Mm -hmm. we're talking about follow through Mm -hmm. and crabs in a barrel Mm -hmm. so it's a it's a two-part episode yeah and it kind of both works hands in hand but i'm gonna let jordy hit this up because this is her (laughs) topic this week so i'm excited 
Okay, so let's start with follow through, right? So there are these people who tell you like, oh, I'm going to do this and you wait on it and you allow them the opportunity to do what they say they're going to do and they don't do it. Right. And I think particularly in the realm of like my job and my passion project and for me, I guess life all around, don't tell me you're going to do something and not do it. I agree. Because I have this really weird relationship where I'm okay if you can't do what I ask you to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or you can't do something that, you know, you said you were going to do. So long as you say, you know, I thought I'd be able to do this, but I can't now. Yeah. You know? But uh, it's not cool when you say you're going to do something and you don't do it. Especially, especially in the workplace. Right. And especially when it comes to me making my money. It diminishes your character. It really Honestly. does. I, I feel like, to me... You have like, I don't even give people three chances no more. You have a good one and a half chance, okay? <laughs> your chance, your first chance is to tell me you're going to do something mm-hmm. and not do it. Mm-hmm. The second time is you tell me you're going to do something and then I'm just going to tell you you're not going to. I'm going to know already that you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. At that point, I know I can't go to you for anything. Right. There's no more seeing what would happen. There's no more me ever trusting you again. And even like, People with their own, like, businesses or things they have coming up. Like, someone was telling me, oh, clear your schedule. I'm launching my whatever this day. I want you to come. And you're ready to support. And I'm ready to support. Cleared my schedule. I'm, I'm there for you because you've been there for me. And then it's the day before. And I don't even get a it's canceled email. Yeah. I don't get a it's canceled text message. Right. Like, anything. And people don't realize how that affects people's idea of who you are Mm -hmm. like i'm not i'm not gonna believe in your vision if you don't believe in your vision exactly and i wanted to touch on um the fact that especially in the world of entrepreneurship where you are your team right you know what i'm saying you can't put that off on anyone else and even if you could put it off on any on someone else you shouldn't want to because i respect someone so much when they say excuse me this is what i was gonna do it didn't pan out this way right so it's not gonna happen or you know, you did ask me to come and I said I would be there, but, you know, at this particular moment, I'm not able to come or I said I would pay for this and I said I would be a part of this, but I don't have it right now. I respect I respect people so much more right. when you can just come to the table and say either this is my, you know, this is a, a mistake I made or this is, you know, the expectation I have for myself didn't, you know, happen the way I thought it would or I don't have the money. Right. You know, just say that. Like, so that, be honest. Just say that so that someone else isn't banking on your actions. Right. You know, and it makes it difficult because Shanice and I are a team of two. So when someone says they're going to do something or says they're going to show up in that way, we're the only two people that can rely on each other. We don't have a big team when someone right. else falls through and able to be like, okay, you can't do it, but we'll cover it. We right. can't do that last minute stuff. No. You know, and we had kind of an experience with that um, this summer where... You know, we had an idea for an event. We, you know, planned it all out. Everybody was on the same page. And then the day of, our plans were the same, but the person who was supposed to be a part of it fell through. And and you know what? It doesn't even hurt that it fell through. That, like, yeah, it, it exactly. I just feel like the communication yeah. of the falling through, like you said, mm-hmm. was not there. Yeah. And, you know, we could have made arrangements had it been 
told have we known in the advance? night before yeah. as opposed to hours before you know and i get it because people don't like confrontation and they don't like no that's like not the an person. excuse you don't get an excuse for this you're right you're absolutely right for that situation but i understand like the humanity of it people don't don't like looking like the person who messed up you know but you when are you are you the are. face of your brand you kind right. of have to take that up and figure out how to recover from it as opposed to trying to shy away from it. And we're like, where are you? Where's your where's right. your end of the bargain that you're not holding up? And now I'm looking at you like your work is messy. Th- this brings me to two valid points. My first point is this is why you can't really work with people that you have a personal personal relationship with. And I hate to say this. But because people don't know how to separate the two. Not only that, and people who know you on a personal level tend to take advantage of you. Yep. And I've had this happen to me so many times mm-hmm. already. And you would think we would learn our lesson, but obviously we, we haven't. Mm-hmm. Because you always... I mean, I, I know we both are, but at least for me, like I'm always trying to bring somebody I know up. With you. Yeah. Exactly. Like We're on always. this upward trend. If I can bring oh, you with listen. me. But you know what I'm learning? You got to get there first. Right. You got to get there first before we're trying to bring people up hey. to a place we're not even at yet. Right. You know? That's true. And also, you have to... When you see signs in people, you have to you have to take them for who they are. Especially you when it comes to money. When listen, money, when money's involved. I work at a company now, and I've already hired like two of my friends to do um, freelance jobs for my job. That's like crazy because I'm replacing people at my job with people that I know. But the thing is, if I'm replacing them with people who have a character of always being late, even mm-hmm. if it's something to like lunch or something, or people who tend to not write professional emails those are all those things reflect me yeah you know what i'm saying all those things they come back like oh shanice picked this person yeah so no matter how much i love you sometimes i'm gonna have to say Mm -hmm. this job may not be for you at this moment yeah because you may need to get your shit together yeah but back on not working with your family sometimes families take advantage of you more than somebody who don't know you like there's been instances where not per se my family but people i've been around their stories um their family don't show up Mm -hmm. uh you you go into business with them you're doing all the work Mm -hmm. like you're you're more exhausted than working by yourself yeah the follow-through has to be there yeah and i feel like if you look at that person and you already know things that they do in their life or things that they do at home don't align with what you expect for them for this position Mm -hmm. no matter how much you want to help them you're just gonna have to be like this might not be it sis or bro you have to pay attention to patterns because imagine you're trying to go into business with someone but the way they treat their other business partners ain't it just because it's you doesn't mean they're going to get their shit together you know you got to protect the own the interest and the equity of your own self and your own business and sometimes family can't be apart. Friends can't be apart. And that's okay. And no, that's completely fine. That's A-okay. But... And that doesn't mean not to help them. Like, you... you if As much as you can. But not so that it tarnishes... Not to your what you, yeah, yeah. What you have going on. Mm-hmm. Because that's when, you know, all those things start to fall back on your follow-through. And your... People start to question your choices and stuff like that. And that's... That's too much. And if you are that person who has follow-through issues... Um, this is the this is the sign from the universe telling you to reconcile with whomever you fell through on, and yeah. even if it's uh, just acknowledging the fact that you messed up, yeah, you know that goes way further than pretending it never happened or ducking the person 
you can't duck me you can't duck me you can't duck me because i will see you and i will address you maybe not like right now if we're at a party or something but later on i'm gonna tell you exactly how i felt because what i've learned keeping my feelings to myself does nothing Mm -hmm. for no one else because i'm just mad at myself yeah but like it's a learning lesson and i think that for people who have issues with follow-through you might be lazy yeah is that it i think that's a huge part of it yeah like i just people don't care about other people's stuff as much as they care about their own you know even their own yeah so like because imagine sometimes you know with other people's stuff you probably be like oh i get to it when i get to it but when this is my job and i'm the one who puts the you know gets the money and and does what i gotta do to make this shit work i'm gonna be on it with my own stuff yeah but if that's you then don't go into business with someone else don't don't sign up for something don't bring them into your mess if you know you're not mature enough or ready you know to take part in that way also when you're when you're curating a new idea or you're coming up with a new business concept as soon as it comes to your mind is not the best time to share it yep because sometimes people get followed through confused with like just like excitement like oh i have an idea i say this and then it doesn't happen and then someone says oh you never followed through yeah but you didn't even really fully think out your idea you didn't even know what you wanted to do you just thought of this idea and you decided to share it because Mm -hmm. you thought that was a great idea which Mm -hmm. it wasn't Mm -hmm. it's okay to be excited about stuff but you want to before you come to someone about how they can help you yeah or how they can be a part you'll want to have your ideas thought through or completely or come with the expectation of this is the idea that i have and i need your help mulling over this i need your help developing this so i'm not thinking oh yeah this is a thought out thing this is an entity that's already rolling and then i'm weeks later i'm like so what's up yeah when really you didn't have anything yet you know because my, my follow-up is very serious. If you have me down to do something, like, I'm following up. Because I need to make sure that when I carve out this time for you and I, I'm putting my effort towards helping you grow your business, that this shit is not going to be, like, taken as a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, the advice, I, not even to say, like, I'm that far in business that I know what I'm talking about, but I'm that far in business where I know what I'm talking about. And I'm not going to waste my time because a consult, a consultation like that costs real money. Yeah. And for me to sit down and help you with that for free. Yeah. Like, Oh, this gotta be real, real. Like this can't be fake real. Mm -hmm. So really think out your ideas, like have a, a, a basic business plan. And also, I feel like we're ranting right now. We obviously have some things on our hearts (laughs) that we didn't realize. (laughs) No, Um, right. You know, I think this whole we need to collab culture needs to go ahead and exit stage left. Because the amount of people that like see you doing something great and pop up like, oh, I see you shining. We should collab. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then you never come through with the collab. Don't say what you're going to do if you don't plan on doing it or if you want to do it, but you want me to do the work. Right. Or if you want to collab and it only benefits you. Yeah. That's not how a collab works. And you're hitting me like, you know, but you can get exposure we need to get paid i uh, can expose myself yeah you know what i'm saying like granted th- well, i'm going down the rabbit hole but just don't hit people up with the we should collab and you never come through with something i would rather you come to me or come to us because we're you know we're taking this advice ourselves you know right there was a time where we were hitting people up like hey we have this podcast whatever would be awesome if we could work with you but we didn't say how we wanted to work with them right we didn't say what the idea was to make this an equally beneficial partnership. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we cut that shit out once we saw people weren't responding. So let this be a lesson from us because we had to learn it ourselves. 
it, it, it isn't um, welcoming when you hit someone up who looks like they're doing their thing and say, hey, we should collab when there's you're not coming to the table with something. And we're not saying come with a million dollars because we no, know what it is to be no. a startup. You know what I'm saying? Like when we ask to collaborate with our sponsors for the Goddess Getaway, it's never we like y'all stuff. Come give us some stuff. Right. You know, it's this is what goddess culture is. This is why we do these trips. This is what we can do for who you. Your, this is who your products will be benefiting. This is how we will support you because you're yeah. supporting us, you know? And you, you really have to think through your emails before you send them. Like all these points that Jordan said was met in the email. And yeah. it was a good four paragraphs long because we're that serious about the sponsorships. Yeah. And we got over like 10 different companies to sponsor the gift bag full of different things. Yeah. So when you send out these emails and you ask for collaborations, you need to make sure that it's mutually beneficial for both parties because mm-hmm. a collaborated thing is not a one way um, job yeah. so if it was one way somebody's getting paid yeah. then you're you're asking for something and you'll pay them to do it mm-hmm. if it's a collaboration we're both equally benefiting from it mm-hmm. so if your email is only talking about you benefiting and your email and your idea is only going to help your business people aren't going to feel comfortable with that right that's number one and then i'm not going to take you serious because at that point you don't know the definition of collaboration mm-hmm so yeah, that's just <laughs> yeah, and, and and like the last thing about that is um we've we've de- totally changed the scope of the conversation, which I think is so awesome because I love when we and this conversation is so organic that it just happens that way, but you know when you're saying to Shanice's point how the other party is going to benefit from it, be specific, you know, don't just say. And we'll support you. But in what ways will you support me? Will you make Instagram posts? Will you talk about it on XYZ? Will you send an email to your uh, subscribers? What will you do that makes, you know, this important enough for me that I'll partake, that I feel like I'm getting enough, you know, an equal exchange? Right. 100%. Go over your emails. Go over your ideas. Go over your text messages. If you're serious about your business, be serious about your business because the first wrong mistake you can do is for people to not take you serious. Yeah. Because then you it's only just... You get one first impression. Yeah, one first impression and then it's an upward like, battle from there. Like yeah. You want to just keep going up yeah. and building your network. This actually brings me to an interesting point. I'm like, re- I'm like getting back into the networking thing mm-hmm. and it's really intense. You know, this is like completely off subject. Not really, but hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And... I find that sometimes when I'm meeting people, the first question they ask is like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, how many views does your podcast have? Mm-hmm. How many? Like, it's so not organic mm-hmm. that it doesn't even give space for the conversation to go really far because now I'm already annoyed. Mm-hmm. Like, now I feel like you're judging me based off of how many followers I have. Mm-hmm. So I would refrain from doing the most when you meet somebody. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a way to ask things. There's a way to... There's a way to get this information where it feels like it's flowing naturally. Like it was their idea. Yeah. Really, that's how networking works. When people feel comfortable enough to start spilling the beans themselves, that's, that's when you exactly know you hit the jackpot. Otherwise, right. me being like, so where do you work? Oh, what do you do? Oh, how many followers do you have? Oh, yeah. How did you get those followers? That You're shooting questions at me. It's yeah. not a conversation. It's not a conversation. It's not flowing. And now I just don't care to speak to you. Mm-hmm. But something I did learn that 
um, I think is interesting to note is follow up. I never follow up. Mm -hmm. Like, that's like my biggest issue is that I'll meet someone and I'll follow them on Instagram and that'll be that. I'll like a couple of their pictures. That's it. Mm -hmm. But a a DM afterwards. Hey, it was great meeting you. Oh, my gosh. I have like lunch plans now. Mm -hmm. I'm like actually friends with people now. Like you build you have to build the relationship. So Mm -hmm. the network is just the meeting. Then the building on top of that is building that foundation. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even take much to build the foundation. It takes me like. 30 minutes of a conversation to decide if I like you or not. Mm -hmm. Like, of actually both of us sitting down, trying to get to know each other, if we can be friends. And then from then on, comment on the pictures, talk here and there, and Mm -hmm. you're friends. It's really simple. But just having that network is so important now. I'm realizing because I'm trying to get a better job. So if anyone knows a job, you know, send it to me. But having a good network and being able to build a good network is important yeah agreed all right part two part two crabs in a barrel you guys are lucky this is like (laughs) (laughs) this is a bonus episode so you know i think everyone's heard the expression don't be a crab in a barrel or heard the expression in general crabs in a barrel and that's when you know one person has some ambition is trying to make it out and then another crab season I said persons and I said crabs. <laughs> One crab is trying to make it out the barrel, you know? Right. And they're climbing up the little barrel walls. And then another crab is like, what is Joe doing over there? <laughs> trying to climb up the walls too. But in the process of trying to, you know, get out too, he's pulling Joe down. Right. And then everybody else sees it and they want to make it out too. And they're just tearing each other down on the way up and they never even get anywhere. Mm. And I'm touching on this because, and you know, our podcast is, is open to everyone. But in this moment, I'm really talking about black women, not calling black women crabs in the barrel. What I'm asking is that we don't put ourselves in situations that can be perceived as crabs in a barrel situation. This is not a blanket statement to say all black women are because we are in such a beautiful space and time right. where black women are supporting each other and being resources and being kind. And, you know, it's just a beautiful black girl magic moment that we're having. Right. But there are still, at the end of the day, people are people and they're going to act how they act. Um, in the workplace, and I just tweeted this, when you see another black woman don't be compelled to be her best friend if that's not your mo i don't go to work to make friends to be quite honest if they happen they happen otherwise i have friends you know right but the bare minimum the least you can do is is be nice yep you know what i'm saying right you don't have to feel threatened right especially when your position is above the other black girls you know what i'm saying you don't have to feel threatened nobody's looking at you like there can only be one token and if they are you're in the wrong workplace right address that go to hr um if you don't have an hr go to twitter <laughs> or, or quit really because you can't I don't be an hr that's crazy. <laughs> i am hr i'm marketing i'm hr, HR i'm everything PR, P- listen okay digital all that but yeah it's just it just breaks my heart um when i see and or experience black women in the workplace just not you know tearing each other down yeah and um it's just sad. I hate seeing that. No, and it's I felt really the sad. need to speak on it because I've been experiencing experiencing it um, for quite a few months now, and I thought I could get to a point where I could just talk to this lady, but she, obviously her ears don't work. Right, you know what I'm saying? I tried to be very, you know, it's like professional a, and, and compassionate, and it's not working. 
And she's an adult. She's a, uh, I don't call her old. She uh, is a middle-aged woman. Middle-aged black woman. Right. And she's the only, and I'm, uh, and I'm, I feel so strongly because she's the only black woman in the place that I feel this way about. Right. Every other black woman has opened her arms to me, been very sweet. And not that I, like I said, I'm not best friends with all the black girls in the building, but none of them turn up their nose or try to prove that they can do my job better than me. Right. None or of downgrade them, your position. None of them talk to me crazy. And you know, like culturally, black women especially don't take well to being spoken to wild. Right. And especially when I'm not, especially when I'm a grown ass black woman. Right. This ain't my first job. Right. I went to Listen. college to do what I do. Listen, you know, and you talking to me a little crazy. And at first I'm like, maybe, you know, you don't hear yourself. So I talk to you and I'm like, you know, let's right. let's tone this. I think we have a communication thing. So let's try to work that out. And you agree. And then here we are a week later, back with the back on the same bullshit. And that just really bothers me. I think I, I think mainly the reason we highlighted her age. Well, I highlighted her age is because I find that a lot of older women are like the most gossipy in the office mm-hmm. and like, she's a gossip baby gossipy the most drama i i thought like my friends group in like college was like the drama no Mm-mm. like the office is like drama somebody said grown folks business is really what do they say just really them being petty no it is that's all grown when they'd be like uh-uh, stay out of grown folks business is y'all talking about people uh, yeah it's being really nasty, catty. catty it's a it's a very it's sad because you know they talk about diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. everyone kind of has their circle already and if you're mm-hmm. a new person like coming into office especially as being black and young people usually don't take you as serious but you know the what's difficult about that is when you talk about diversity and inclusion what do you do when it's somebody who's of color or a diverse group who's perpetuating that bs you right. know what i'm saying like you another white woman walks into the office and they enjoy oh, it yes anything you need but then it's with me it's like well that's your job right you and, know what i'm saying and they enjoy though they enjoy that they yeah they like you said perpetuate it yeah it's and crazy. It's, it's really sad because you expect a black woman to you know it at at the minimum just you know be cool be cool we could look at each other and we kind of understand each other mm-hmm. like in a, a different type of way mm-hmm. and it's sad because it's not sad but like i feel like i have that same expectation anytime i go into a room i, I feel the most comfortable honestly, sitting near someone of african-american it, or a woman that yeah, is african-american I, anytime i walk into a workplace i always i i, I always am like in my head subconsciously where the black people at yeah because at the end of the day even like i said i'm not trying to be your best friend you know that you have an ally when you need it exactly. you know what i'm saying like exactly. you know you're not alone at least exactly. so you can see me and you can know that now i'm down like yeah. you can know that you're not alone at any given point somebody's pissing you off it's not everybody right. somebody's treating you crazy it's not everybody because right. i'm not that person right that's not me and also there's certain things that black women go through that only black women can understand yeah so it, it's nice and it's like a like a breath of fresh air to be able to turn to somebody and not have to explain why you do things mm-hmm. or why your hair looks like this or, or why to, you're wearing this. Yeah, like, and I shouldn't have to explain to another black woman that her attitude's crazy. Yeah. That her tone of voice that makes me not want to work with you. Woman. You know what I'm saying? You want you want you expect you have these big expectations for someone and you treat them like shit. They're not really keen on giving you 110%. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's a quote that says, when you um, light someone else's candle, it won't make your shine any uh, any less bright. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because I'm nice to someone doesn't mean that... I mean, just because I, I, I give someone their props or I'm cordial to someone, doesn't it doesn't make anybody look at me less. Right. You know what I'm saying? If anything, it makes people... 
want to interact with me more because they know, you know, Jordan can pat someone on the back and give them help. And I don't have to worry about, you know, her degrading me for doing something incorrect. Or I don't have to, you know, worry about asking for help from her because she's so gracious in that effect. I just honestly, y'all. Right. It blows me. And I really try not to bring a lot of like my personal work stuff into goddess culture because one, God knows who's listening. But (laughs) but two, for anybody who knows where I work, I don't want them to think that's the place. Right. It really isn't the essence of the place. It's the individual because the place I work is fantastic. I mean, it's great. Um, The history of it is great. But you have people like her. You right. have, you know, that they say one rotten apple spoils the bunch. It sure does. One, I've seen employees drive new employees out of the office within six months. Yeah, it's crazy. Like they, they cause the turnover. <laughs> like it's, it's insane. Crazy. It's really insane. It's so the crazy. power people have when they feel like they've been there the longest or they know the most. Like, mm-hmm. like the, they're not even helpful. Yeah. Like they do the most detriment. Asserting, to, they're trying to assert power yeah. and dominance for what? It's a workplace. It's a job. It's like, a job. I come here eight hours and then I go home and I don't even think and about honestly, you. And honestly, if you want to rain over somebody, have some damn kids. Because they, you can do <laughs> right. the same what you want and what they're going to tell you. And that's a crazy thing. She got kids. And, it, and, <laughs> and, and it's, to me, it's just a little bit. Y'all know, if you know me personally, you know I have like a really weird relationship. Like I said, with doing one thing, saying one thing and doing the other. I hate when people put on social media that they're these people and they're not in real life. Right. So all of you black girl magic people... All of you, I'm being too quiet. Yeah. All of you, I can't see over the pillow. <laughs> Y'all know our recording setup. But um, all these people who are like empower and, you know, what, what else do people say to stuff like that? Oh, everything. Oh, I'm, I'm full community service. Yeah, but you I live. love the kids. And then the kids come around and you shitting on them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or and black yeah. women come around and you mean to them. Yeah. That's so, that blows me. It's confusing. It blows me. So I don't, I have a hard, I have a hard relationship with seeing people talk this mean game about how great they are on social media and in real life, especially the workplace, you're the complete opposite. When you have an opportunity to be who you say you are, you fall short. And we all have days where we don't meet those expectations for ourselves, but you can't fall short every day. Because what I'm going to think is that's not you. Right. That's what you say, but it's not you. That's, but that's everyone. And your, your Instagram feed is nothing compared to your real life. Man. Like, that's just a snapshot of the perfect moment. Yeah. Post your flaws. Let's yeah. see how many people, how many likes you get. Not a lot. Not a lot. But also, on the in the crabs and about aspect, mm-hmm. I feel like my, pro, my problem kind of with that is... I feel like I've I've changed. I've developed. I've grown. I've I've come a long way compared mm-hmm. to where I was five years ago, ten years ago. Like I'm not that same person. And sometimes when I'm around like certain people, they try to like just remind you remind where me where you came from. Yeah, I don't need help. No, not only do I not need help, like I know I was there. Like it takes <laughs> it takes an effort every morning to like yeah. become a better person. Mm-hmm. Like every day you have to like literally work hard to be a better person so when you're in that environment with people right when people try to air quote humble you when you're already humble listen you're not doing any good like it's all fun and games when it's like sometimes and people are just like yeah remember that time you did this and you're like ah ha ha that's funny Mm -hmm. but when you're like blatantly trying to disrespect me Mm -hmm. or like really just trying to be mean yeah at that point like I don't need you. You're a crab in a barrel. Mm-hmm. And you have to be careful if you're that person. Take inventory. Definitely. And 
highlight your friend's growth. Like, I'm not looking for a pat on the back, but if you came to me with an issue and you said, Shanice, I really don't like how you did this. And you noticed, like, wow, I really didn't like she's been, you know, she took what I said and she she, acknowledged that she acknowledged it and she made an effort. Try try to highlight that. Yeah. And not not by throwing them a party or something, but saying, yeah, like, I I appreciate I appreciate I appreciate that you stopped doing that or like I really you know, I enjoy being around you more now because you don't do the same things. Like, there's a way to say things that will give someone, like, make, make it worthwhile for what for the change. Like, we did a lot of that at the beginning of our show. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we talked a lot about, like, our personal relationship with each other, but how we, like, how our relationship has grown because we appreciated the changes that we've made to maintain our friendship. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, like... Like she's saying, you don't got to be like, girl, thank you so much because, you know, you don't do X, Y, Z like I asked you not to do all the time. But when you notice they had a chance to do something that you didn't like and they didn't. Right. Thank you. Yeah. You heard me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You took what I said and you, you listened. You internalized it. Yes. And that's important, especially when you're trying to maintain friendships. Yeah. Reassurance but- is free reassurance is zero 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 dollars that's a great one actually (laughs) absolutely being a better person is is it's fulfilling like Mm -hmm. i feel i feel happier in my life knowing that i'm not out here shitting on people's dreams like oh this is what i wanted to touch on sorry i'm like going Mm -hmm. all over the place but has anyone watched the Red Table Talk with Gabrielle Union? I'm so sad that episode was really short. I don't think I saw that. Oh my gosh. I'm, how did I miss that one? So Gabrielle Union and Jada Pinkett Smith, I'm gonna keep this short, but they never like had an issue. They just oh, always yeah, 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 like yeah, had yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they it just wasn't had a that personal thing. No, but it was just like it was that like rivalry and gabrielle union said out of her mouth verbatim that she was she reveled in like people's misery like she was in the gossip and she always wanted the attention on her which i mean those are the characters she used to play that's what i'm saying yeah you know the angry black woman yes yes so it's it's not it's not a surprise i could see her doing it in real life but the fact that she was able to acknowledge all of those things and see that the reason her and jada wasn't speaking was a figment of their both imaginations. imaginations. Yeah. Like, it's intense. Mm-hmm. But that just goes to show, like, with black women or, like, with women in general or with anyone, when you have, like, tension between you, it just takes one person to just step forward and be like, hey, like, my name is Shanice. Like, it's nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just making that effort to build that friendship because it can go sour so bad. They went 20 years mm-hmm. without being in the same room or speaking to each other anything based off of just like nothing Mm -hmm. and a part of that i keep using this word i think it's been my buzzword lately but it's humanity when you disassociate yourself from someone for so long it's easy to remove the humanity if i don't look at shanice as a real person i have no problem not talking to her right i have no problem saying mean stuff about her i have no problem you know not standing up for her when I notice somebody is talking about her crazy behind her back because I've disassociated the humanity in her. But if I step up and now I'm talking to Shanice and I say what's up to her every now and then, I'm going to take it a little personal when someone's talking crazy about her. Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, all it takes is a conversation, like it she really said. Does. Add the humanity back into the issue and you'd find that most of the issues go away. If yeah. not immediately, over time, but the process starts at the yeah. bare minimum. And it, it's a natural thing to feel like 
it's a natural thing to feel competition. Mm-hmm. Like it's not you. There's no one that could say I never been in competition. Like from the day you're born, you're put in competition. Like who yeah. can dance better? Who, who can, can walk first? Who could right? Who my daughter? <laughs> <laughs> whose teeth came in first? Yeah, right? my daughter got three teeth. Your daughter got one. Th- yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like best schools, all that. But you don't need to like perpetuate it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be that person who always wants to be in the limelight but for negative reasons for negative reasons of other people like mm-hmm. you you always have something to say but everything that come out your mouth is something negative to about tear someone down else. someone else yeah yeah that's what you want to be known for yeah that makes no sense that's why it pays i just put a, a post out about this too but like a lot of people don't even know themselves you know no. what i'm saying so they don't know enough about themselves like when you strip down the car you drive where you live the money you make the friends you have who are you right you know what i'm saying if you can't identify who that is by itself or who you are by yourself without anything or anybody, that's what makes that difficult. And you start comparing and you start tearing people down to get yourself up. Yeah. And that's why we want to talk about crabs in a barrel. You can't be like that. And that's like the weakest thing you can do. Yeah. Like it's very weak to be that type of person. Allow other people their success and be yeah. okay with it. And celebrate their success because when yours comes around, it'll feel even better because you... Because if Shanice don't think I'm going to twerk on her graduation day <laughs> when she walked through... Listen, everybody. she walked through with those stoles Listen. and that, that robe and whatnot, Listen. she is bugging. I want everybody to twerk because everyone has had a hand in this process because all my tears and listening to me crying and stuff. Shout out to y'all. My support system. <laughs> but yeah, it's lit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was the two-part goddess chat mm-hmm. we gave y'all a lot we did we had a lot we're not gonna wait 28 days to film again <laughs> that's just not happening but i was on we vacation we gonna keep telling y'all that until it happens <laughs> we gonna keep telling y'all so that. we're back on schedule we, we back um so what did you do to take care of yourself so yesterday um i spent a lot of time by myself because i haven't had the chance to do so lately and this isn't a bad thing you know last week was my godson's birthday so the weekend was all about getting him ready for his first birthday his first trip around the sun and celebrating him which was awesome and then before that my mom um and her husband were in town so i spent time with family which again was great but you know i am somebody who likes alone time so I used Saturday to recharge yesterday. Well, I guess two days ago for when y'all hear this. But I went to my favorite, favorite uh, skincare place. And I went to my favorite, favorite bookstore that I tell y'all about sometimes. Um, Blue Mercury in Montclair and the Montclair Book Center. Where I got a new face uh, serum. Mm. I got some stuff to clear up this hormonal breakout. Because my period lasted like 10 days, y'all. Super wild. So my body, my face is freaking out. And um, I got two new books. I got the... Death and Life of Charlie St. Cloud, that movie that, um, what's his name? Zac Efron was in about his brother dying. And I brought this other book called Clinton Hill, which is by Gloria Naylor. She is the author of Women of Brewster's Place. And I'm literally on the last like 20 pages of women, the Women of Brewster's Place. So I, I got the next book in that series. Yes. Yeah. Talk about taking care of yourself. So what did you do? I went to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. <laughs> Listen, I took like a... I would say spur of the moment type of trip, and I just went to Jamaica. Um, I I I try to travel every three months. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sticking to it. I'm the happiest person when, when I'm away. It was three weeks before, but <laughs> see, Cal- on California, California was a work trip. Yeah. No, I was just seeing like when was the next oh, time okay. to travel? When was that? When was when, oh August, September, October? Oh, it's about to be November. So yeah. it's around that time. Yeah, it's yeah. around that time. I needed it. 
And I had a really good time. I definitely recommend Jamaica. Do not believe the hype where people says, oh, it's scary to travel to these places. No. Mm-hmm. You obviously have to be safe and not be like out here wilding. But the people there, the environment there, like I spoke to so many people, drank at the bars. The food was immaculate. Like the vibe was everything I needed for a short, quick vacation away. Mm-hmm. It was my friend's birthday and we had a great time. Yeah, I just finished reading so I got a groove back a couple of weeks ago and that made me want to go yes Jamaica. someone told there. me he was like are you going to because was it you who's when they said Stella got her groove back Stella found a man I don't think I said that to you but I did just read that book so oh, okay maybe I did say that to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so for a fresh face today I'm telling you guys about the Morphe must-haves so Morphe just opened up in, well, didn't just, but like two weeks ago, opened up in Garden State Plaza. Two weeks in, ago? No, a lot. Like, <laughs> like months a month ago. ago. Like a month ago. Like more than Well, month. I think when we last filmed, it had just opened. Yeah. So like a month, a month so ago. So 28 days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. So they opened up in Garden State Plaza on the second floor next to Apple. Um, and oh. yeah. To the right? Yeah. Okay. I saw them working on some stuff. Okay. Yeah. And it you have to go okay first of all there's two things that you must first have. first 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 of all <laughs> you have to get the eyebrow pencil okay mm-hmm. anastasia who oh okay nick's eyebrow who oh okay talk heavy morphe eyebrow pencil in the shade java How much? was made for black girls four dollars okay because i pay what's what's the dip brow 28 dip, dip who it's like $28 Who? or $32. Who? It's one of the two. Right. Throw it in the garbage. We are all about the Morphe <laughs> Java brow pencil. Listen, it's the best for the... I bought three. Okay. I had to, uh, you bought one, tried it out. Yeah. Went back and bought two, two more. Okay. So, uh, it does Forget go a little quick. Forget one at my house the next time you're here. Like, <laughs> I'll bring you one. I'll bring you one. It is the perfect shade for black girls. Okay. Like the it matches your yeah, eyebrows. Yeah, because I got to dark teeth. eyebrow hair. Even though I'm so yep. light, I got dark eyebrow hair. I mean, they're sparse, but it's dark hair. Compared to got eyebrows, so but the dark. hair is dark. No, the eyebrow pencil is phenomenal, and they have a setting spray that is it's all nighter. Who? Oh, I was about to say it's better than all all nighter. What? Right. Oh, okay. yep. They have a setting spray. It's black. It comes in like a hairspray looking bottle. I think it's like ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Everything there is pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Like, you could get a, a palette with, like, 20 shades for, like, $30. I was going to say, and Tia just got one that had, like, 12 shades or something for, like, $15. Yeah. You can pretty much get, like, Sephora wear. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Obviously, you still got to buy your foundation and stuff elsewhere because Morphe doesn't sell foundations. Mm-hmm. But have you tried their brushes? Oh, brushes, yes. Okay. Must have. I have the gold collection. $59. You mm-hmm. get 13 brushes. Mm-hmm. 16 brushes mm. and it does your whole face mm-hmm. <laughs> a brush for every part of your face literally mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a that's three dollars and 68 cents a brush yeah that's not bad that's really good that's a steal if you go it's to elf collection. and get all them brushes that's three dollars a brush so you yeah. might as well get them all at once and morphe brushes are really, really i've heard good. good things about their brushes that's why i asked yeah. yeah most most like makeup artists use morphe brushes yeah yeah, your favorite Instagram and YouTube makeup yeah, celebrities. Definitely. So I'm sure Jackie Aina has a video about her favorite Morphe. Brushes. Oh yeah, definitely. So those are the Morphe must-haves. Mm-hmm. You guys gotta go get it or yes. order online because now you already have a. I already gave you the tea. Yeah. So mm-hmm. getaway number three. Oh my god, it's coming up, y'all. 
This is so exciting. We're going into join the group chat if you want to know when we yes. drop in the getaway stuff. We'll send y'all. We'll send the group chat the link first if y'all want it. It's crazy. It's so exciting. Are we holding off on where we're going? Yeah. Okay. It's a surprise. On. Okay. Okay. Ah, but it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be so fun. Listen, you thought y'all thought California was something. Y'all thought Puerto Rico was something. And you're and you're gonna be so surprised because well. You'll be surprised for the place, but also this one we're accepting more people, mm-hmm. so it won't be our typical ten to twelve. It'll mm-hmm. be a little bit more than that, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be a big trip. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, so yeah, that's a wrap. All right, under an hour, we did that. We did it. <laughs>